Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something epic. This is Paratruth Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we've got another amazing episode. It's kind of a continuation of last week's episode. If you didn't listen to that, uh, basically what it was was humans coming from Mars. Uh, If you want to hear all about it, make sure you go to listen to that episode after this one is done. But in that episode, we started talking about a couple of other topics. Um, I think it was part of an article that you had found on it that mm-hmm. kind of led into this topic of extraterrestrials being humans from the future. Also talked about um, UFOs that are seen that are actually humans from another timeline future timeline coming to check on us right so a lot of this is going to be speculation because there's not going to be a whole lot of information on out there but even um, the stuff that is out there is all theoretical based on my research right right so um i guess if you can remember kind of recap what you had come across for extraterrestrials kind of being the future humans. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it it, it was a theory uh, that basically there were versions of humanity that moved from earth into another, onto another planet or another planet system, solar system, uh, and have since been coming back to check in on really the past, what happened, why they ended up where they are. Uh, like basically there's this moment in time where they realize, oh, we are dis- uh, descendants of humanity. Uh, so we want to go back and see what happened and how we lived. Uh, and so that's what's been happening. That's theoretically what's been happening. These UFO settings that we're seeing, these uh, quote unquote portals that may or may not be opening up in the sky that we think are UFOs, but really are, you know, or spacecraft, I should say, uh, which really are not spacecraft, but some line to another dimension. Um, of course, this theory was based on some speculation that if we were to leave Earth and Uh, colonize on mars then over time we would go through these bursts of microevolution in which our skin tones would change our bone mass would change uh our eyes would even change uh becoming larger uh to 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 let in more light for example Uh, and so if that's the case and these aliens are future versions of us 
they would have had thousands, if not millions of years of evolutionary uh, progress, both in their bodies and in their technology, which would allow them to come back and visit us. And so we would technically be living in the past, even though we think it's the present, uh, it's the past of what is to come for us, which is our descendants, these aliens or versions of aliens. Um, now, there's no speculation as to, you know, because, you know, we, we, we've talked about there's uh, obviously the most famous, the greys and the reptilians, uh, but there's no there's no theory behind how those two branched off or if they're two separate races entirely. Um, if one is human, maybe the other is something else completely. Uh, but again, that's, that's something that hasn't really been covered yet uh, in, in any of the research that I found. Right. Well, um, there are some more human looking like aliens, like the Nords, um, mm -hmm. blonde hair, blue eyes, a little off, of the look of of humans from Earth, but still very much human looking, um, compared to the Greys and the Reptilians, where body has morphed so drastically that they have no resemblance to humans really at all anymore. Right, and the Reptilians, I have no idea whatsoever, no theories for me because that, I mean, how does a human change from what we are now to reptiles? Right, um, as it is, people see us as. Uh, or not people, but like there are scientists who claim that we are more ape-like, you know, being apes that were our ancestors, supposedly. So to go from basically an ape to a human to a reptilian wouldn't make sense. The greys, on the other hand, do kind of make some, side of, some kind of sense to me. Um, I was actually theorizing this prior to the show. And, you know, when I was, when you think about the greys and you think of what they look like, you know, they're usually short, uh, shorter bulbous heads, big eyes, small mouths, things like that. There's a lot of things that can go into that. Uh, higher gravitational pull of whatever planet they're living on would prevent them from growing to be as tall or taller than humanity. Uh, big eyes. you know, A lot of people just see black eyes, but it's likely their eyes aren't completely black. They're probably just huge pupils. There's mm -hmm. whites in there somewhere. But those eyes developed because they live on a planet or within a solar system that has very minimal light. Uh, so they had to adapt to that. Uh, their mouths are smaller. Why? There could be a number of reasons, but maybe it's dependent on what they've been eating. If their food source changed, maybe they drink out of a straw more often than they actually chew. Their mouths wouldn't need to be larger to uh, consume uh, things that they would have to chew. You know, so I don't. Like, I've never. I don't. I've never seen a gray alien's teeth. So I don't know if they even have teeth. It's always just a black <laughs> circle, you know, so I don't, who knows? Um, but you know, these well, are all things that I was thinking about. I'll, yeah. I'll just preface with this. Now the grays, as far as <clears throat> what we know from them as extraterrestrials compared to like them being used to be human is the reason they have smaller mouths is because they don't, they don't talk. They, they okay. talk through telepathy. Okay. So, in a sense, if if they are human and they started having these microevolutions, that that could have been a huge possibility that eventually vocal speech was no longer a thing and they just started talking through telepathy. Okay. Well, there you go. So that makes sense. Um, as for their bubbles heads, I mean, we kind of covered that last week when we were talking about uh, basically how birth would be done in a place like Mars, which is by C-section, which would cause the head to basically be larger because it doesn't have to go through 
this little tunnel to come out, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's possible that gray aliens may go through C-section or maybe they do something more like birds, right? Eggs. Maybe they're born of eggs. They hatch that way. Um, we don't really know. Obviously, we don't know. I don't know how much speculation there is as to how great aliens are made and born <laughs> and all that, but it's happening here. So maybe we're the first to cover this um, or theorize on it. Well, they there there was a oh, I can't remember the author's name, but he had wrote a book about gray aliens stealing souls because they don't have one because they're actually robotic beings. So if you, yeah, if you think I'll have to see if we can get him on because the, the theory was actually really fascinating. I'm had heard him on other, a couple other shows, one of which of a person I no longer associate with. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's where they were made, not born. But if we're going along the lines of um, them being future humans, um, one thing would be as far as the larger head, other than like you're saying gravitational pull, brain mass would have to be a little bit larger if they're talking through telepathy constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, add in the gravitational force of either a much lighter planet or a much heavier planet, either one that bra- that skull mass would be larger too. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. um, that makes okay. So, but one of the ones that I, I do agree that would be a very likely descendant of humanity is the gray aliens. And we've actually seen a, fictitious movie that was supposedly an interview with a gray alien from the past and it's talking to a uh, an FBI agent or a government agent of some kind. Do you remember the video I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, that was a few that was years ago at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Um but in that particular one, they talk the the gray talks about actually being they're human uh they're still on earth but they're from the future and it's it's actually still talking still has the very small mouth and everything but it's actually talking it's not talking through telepathy because mm-hmm. they have a, a microphone on this thing um and alert it talks about how humans now think of time and and how we are so ignorant to time travel that Mm. and also interdimensional travel too because say all any of these species that we'll talk about today are just humans that somehow ended up on another planet and they're coming back to earth to see what's going on a lot of people believe that light speed is is never going to be a um, true way of travel. Yeah. Right. Um, that you would have to split space time in order to get from one spot to another in a very fast time. Right. So 
that would kind of make sense then that you would think that the extraterrestrials, a.k.a. former humans, would go into the future of time, but it could be that they're going to the past too. Well, you know, you stated that this during during that interview, this alien claimed they were still on Earth. Now, I mean, that raises some questions, obviously, because we don't see them just walking around, right, interacting with other people, uh, which leads me to believe one of two things: either a time, you know, time being linear, uh, there's a parallel universe in which the Earth exists on top of itself, uh, and so they're jumping in and out of that parallel existence, or b uh, you know, there's a lot of evidence out there, uh, video evidence of some sort of craft diving from the sky down in, into the oceans, disappearing, uh, and then rising up out of the oceans and dipping off into the sky. Uh, so that is, you know, it's curious to me because I'm thinking like, okay, well, why are they going into the ocean? And of course, there's this high idea that uh, they use a type of uh, hydro energy like you know, water to do uh, charge batteries in these systems that are capable of pushing them through time and space at uh, remarkable speeds. Another theory, though, is that if this alien is is true, this gray is true in what he's saying, uh, what if the idea of a hollow earth does exist and that these grays exist within that and therefore they technically live on earth um, just not quite the way we understand it. Uh, and we have to open our mind to that difference. Right. Well, but go back to your comment about time being linear. It's actually mm. scientifically proven now that time is not linear. It's not a just a timeline, as we always call it. But time is constantly happening from past, present, and future all at the same time just on different parts of the spectrum. And it's not a line per se. Can we just like, can we pause for a moment and just think about this please? <laughs> I'm going to be honest, folks. I've had a shot and a half of 153 proof uh, uh, whiskey here uh, prior to the show. And so I, I may be a little slow, but this is like slowing me down even more because now we're talking about science claiming uh, that it isn't linear that basically the past, present, and future all exist within each other, basically, right? Is what you're saying? Mm, kind of. Or it, they're sort all happening of. at the same they're time. All, they're all happening at the same time, but it just happens to be this part that you're in is your current present, even but, though they're all happening at once. They're all happening at once, but the current present See, that's what's confusing. He's like, we're in the current <laughs> present, but that means the past is also happening at this exact moment and the future is happening at this exact moment. I didn't say it made sense. <laughs> okay. So this is okay, great, perfect. That's that's where I was leading to. It makes no sense. But when we talk about the spiritual realm and how science tries to disprove the fact that ghosts exist, the fact that angels exist, the fact that gods exist, it, it's 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 fairy tales to them, but here we are in a timeline that all exists within each other, basically happening at the same time, and it makes no sense. Well, you've never, you've never heard that theory before? 
I mean, I, I know we've talked about it a couple of times, or at least it's been mentioned a couple of times on the show in the past. Uh, but we, I, I guess I've never really just, you know, you know what? My my senses might be heightened at the moment because <laughs> of this alcohol. So I'm like taking more in like, huh, wait a moment, minute. Um, well, now we just talked about last episode on last episode about how science is always changing right their mind right it it's still nothing is is proven fact right now as far as time and time travel is concerned there's a lot of people that are saying time tra- travel isn't even possible there's no way it's possible um some people say well we can travel to the future but not the past there's people that saying we can't travel to the past but we can travel to the future mm-hmm. um wait you just said the same thing twice i think no just differently <laughs> yeah no i think you did <laughs> i think you said we could travel to the future but we can't travel to the past but there's other saying we can't travel to the past but we can travel to the future which is the I, same thing just reversed. yes you're right sorry <laughs> there are some saying that we can travel to the past but not the future and there are some okay. saying that we can travel to the future, but not the past. But not the past. Okay. Um, because there are, are those that saying that the future's not happened yet, so we can't travel to the future. And then there are those that saying that we can't travel to the past because it's the past. Again, doesn't I'm not saying it makes sense. Right. Um and now <clears throat> sorry, what are you no. about to say there? Oh, I was just going to say, um, but there are those that are saying that past, present, and future are happening all at once. So mm. time travel would be possible because we're all sim- simultaneously running together. We just don't realize it yet. And there are those that speculate that ghosts, uh, uh, any of the entities that we talk about, are people from the past or the future trying to come into the present and make themselves known. Right. Um, what I was going to say is, you know, we, we, we say that we can't travel, travel to the future nor to the past. And yet, you know, there's this idea or this theory that if we were to be able uh, to move at the speed of light uh, and we can move past our solar system, then that in, that in and of itself, it's traveling to the past because, you know, there's this idea, and of course, not every scientist agrees with this. And I've learned that over the years that, you know, there are different scientists that are changing their minds or their opinions on what exactly we're seeing in the skies in terms of starlight. Because uh, there's some, you know, information telling us that uh, the stars that we see are actually burned out. They don't mm-hmm. exist. All we're seeing is the past remnant of the light that's still reaching us. And yet there are other scientists that are saying, no, light moves so fast that what we're seeing is in real time. So if the light is there, it's there. The star is alive. And if it's not there, it's not there. The star is dead. So if we were to assume that the light we're seeing is actually the light of a star that no longer exists because it's taking so long for it to reach us and we can move at that same speed in its direction, then essentially we are moving into the past. And in a way, even from Earth, we're looking into the past because we're seeing something that no longer exists, Um, which in that case, maybe we're looking into the future, too, because every time that star, that starlight gets closer and closer, we're one step closer to that light disappearing, you know, as the star is gone. Um, 
But, you know, I say that in a sense that, you know, that's in the sense of this is like a physical thing that we can actually go and do. We're talking about, though, the past and future in terms of the life of humanity and of Earth, uh, mm. which is vastly different than stars that are way beyond our solar system, because those that are beyond our solar system is more by sight, whereas humanity and Earth and whatever else, dinosaurs or any other creature that went extinct in the past, is something that's physical and present within our uh, within our current history um, that some are saying is achievable to see again and experience, while others are saying not so much. Uh, but it's, I don't know, man, it's just, it, you know, it's one of those things where obviously it's going to take many, many, many more years before we can even get closer to this idea of whether or not time travel is possible. Um, and until then, we're going to continue seeing these videos of quote unquote time travelers and all the theories behind time traveling and questioning whether or not it's actually possible. Well, there, I mean, there are several people on TikTok that claim that they're time travelers. Um, I mean, I can go on TikTok and claim well, I'm a time traveler too. <laughs> no, I, I understand that. But my point with that is there's there's constantly um, this one specific one that I follow that is saying this or that is going to happen. And uh, so that's going to prove wow. I'm a time traveler. Um, and every time it gets to the date <laughs> that it's, he's saying this or that is supposed to happen. I don't see any articles or videos you know, or anything like that that are saying this is, is happening. Fascinating about those people is that once upon a time, those type of people came forward as being prophets claiming to see the future. And now, you know, we're, we're seeing people who can be from the future claiming that they know what's going to happen because they've, they've been the past. Been there. Right. Um, another type of prophet is the new age prophet, basically. And of course we've seen this with Nostradamus and various others. I mean, how many times have we talked about somebody who claimed 2012 is going to be the end of days and then 2013, they were wrong. Oh, oh wait, it's 2017. You know, people will just come forward and they try to, um, they try to make predictions based on not based on, sorry. They try to make predictions because they want um, a certain following, right? Everybody wants that fame and glory for a moment. And there are plenty of gullible people who will give into that and follow. Like I'm assuming that person you follow probably has quite a few followers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of superstition in the world. And superstition, in my opinion, is one of the largest things that uh, based in humanity that we can experience is this idea of, uh, you know, something that isn't real possibly being true you know, we want to we want to believe right as that poster uh, we all seen in the x-files right i want to believe um but that leads to that superstition leads to speculation that speculation leads to false evidence you know false beliefs um so i think that's something that everyone should take care of when when following some of these people and i think it's it's fun i think it's fascinating like oh are they right to this day, there's been very few people that are correct about anything and nearly like zero have been correct about something, some like big event, you know, clad is clad of... catastrophic. Yes. I was going to say, <laughs> what is it? Clad, clad is... Cataclysmic. Yes. That's what I was looking for. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so it's, note to self, know, it, cut Eric off before he even gets on air. Hey, you know what? I was ready to be on air at seven o'clock, but you know, <laughs> North Dakota's a little run down with snow, so he yeah. had to take his time, and that time, of course, translated to me having more time to drink alcohol when I should have been on air. But you know, it's fine. Um, but if I were completely sober, I would not have been able to pronounce that word anyway. So. <laughs> Fair enough. I, regardless, <laughs> um, I want to jump back a little bit here because, uh, you know, go back to the, to the aliens because right now, based on our our research last year that we or last year last week that we discussed, um, it's this idea that aliens could be future versions of ourselves. But right. I was thinking prior to the show, speculating again, theorizing, um, what if they're not future versions of ourselves? What if Instead, they're a split version of ourselves. So last week, we, um, and if you guys haven't tuned into last week's episode, please do so. It's, uh, what's the title? Like, Humans Are From Mars. Humans Are From Mars, yep. Something like that. Uh, So definitely check that episode out um, after this episode. It'll put things into context for you, at least. And if you're just, well, I don't know why you'd be starting at this point of the show, so never mind. I was about to say, if you're just starting, just jump back, but... Why would well, you and start if, at like thirty. If you guys are religiously listening to us, then you're caught up and up to date. So no worries yeah. there. So, you know, we talked about how there, there are two two theories. Either a humans existed on Mars and for whatever reason traveled to Earth, most likely because Mars was going to be destroyed and turned into the planet that it is today. Earth was much more viable in terms of living. Um, or B, an asteroid hit sent particles up into the into the atmosphere that contained life that existed on Mars, that life attached to an asteroid, or maybe was part of a rock that left uh, Mars and ended up crashing into Earth, which then populated Earth with life. So what? let's say that humanity had already existed on Mars. Not the particles of life, but actual humanity. I was theorizing that what if there were there was sort of a a debate as to which planet was more viable for life and living and one branch or two branches they split off one came to earth became what we know and the other went off to a different planet and over thousands of years they evolved into what these extraterrestrials are today that we think of as being non-human um but are actually just not versions of us from the future, but just a relative of us that has split off from the chain going to a different planet. And in that case, it kind of throws that whole theory of future versions of us visiting us and instead is a version, a modern version of ourselves from another planet that they decided to 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 um inhabit, who's now checking in on us because again, last week we talked about, uh, in theory, people who were to colonize oh, uh, colonize Mars would likely be more advanced in technology, uh, both in terms of physical devices that they use and in terms of their own body parts becoming cyborg-like. It's, yeah, it, that's something that and I, I do have a 
kind of a caveat theory to last week's episode two, but okay. um, we'll take a quick break. We're about at the halfway mark. Folks, you're listening to Paratruth Radio right here at paratruth.com and killerpodcast.com. Make sure you're checking out all the great shows that are on there, but uh, we're going to take a quick commercial and we'll be right back with Paratruth Radio. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. Hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. Uh, today we are kind of branching off from last week up last week's episode, which was uh, basically humans originated on Mars. Uh, and there were a few things that we talked about toward the end of the show last week that I thought would be fun to kind of continue discussing uh, into this episode and possibly possibly the next. Uh, but so right now we're talking about whether or not extraterrestrials are future versions of ourselves or just a version of a modern human that split off from ourselves at some point in the past. Um, but Justin, before break, you said you had kind of a caveat that you wanted to go off of based on the last episode. So yeah. Um, well, uh, I'll start with this, that, you know, it, that is a really good theory that maybe if humans started on Mars, they would have decided, you know what? Let's colonize a couple of planets just in case the first one doesn't pan out. Um, we, you know, we've talked about, you know, we don't know how reptilians would be former humans or future humans or stuff like that. But mm -hmm. we're already talking about how humans would micro evolve into an environment that they're being put into. So, I, I don't foresee us ever being able to have scales, but if we landed on a planet where it's a, a very um, tumultuous environment where we're constantly uh, it, being attacked and things like that, who knows? I mean, we might develop some type of armor that we would need to have on our skin in mm -hmm. order to defend ourselves or whatever. Um, and people constantly talk about the reptile brain compared to the conscious brain and whatnot too. So we do have kind of this, uh, the medulla oblongata is kind of a reptile brain where you're, you're 
your aggression center basically is what it is. Okay. Um, so I, it could very possibly be that if we were reptilians, you know, we had our, our ancestors ended up as reptilians or like you're saying the, whatever humans left Mars came to earth and came went where, wherever else possibly evolved that way too. Um, but you were talking about on Mars or on the last episode about humans that go to Mars now, mm-hmm. kind of changing back into a Cro-Magnon man type looking state, uh, right? Where the brow coming forward and stuff like that. Um, we there's a whole lot of speculation of what. Mars's atmosphere would have been at the time when it was still a living planet. And so maybe Cro-Magnon man or, or caveman, if you want the more, uh, general, general term, right. The term, um, maybe they were the ones that came from Mars. And because they landed on Earth. They went through this microevolution of becoming taller. The the skull shrank, where the brain capacity was a little bit more. Um, so it was a microevolution in and of itself. But I've also always speculated too that I honestly feel that as a society we've kind of de-evolved from societies mm-hmm. in the past because there is enough evidence in past history to show that we probably had some type of technology that we are just coming into again like the cell phone because we kind of grew away from it right no i i completely agree and i'm going to use i'm going to use the uh catastrophic event of the world of flood as an example here, because and I, I know ev- everyone's going to not everyone, but there's people out there who's going to jump and be like, well, well, you're using biblical, you know, ideally ideation, you know, about the flood. Like, no, God didn't do this, but uh, it's scientifically proven that the earth was underwater and not even necessarily the whole earth. There are water lines uh, throughout the world that is seen to be thousands and thousands of feet uh, of water that no longer exists there. So at some point, the world Grand Canyon being a prime example Canyon of is that. Being one of them. Yeah. Uh, and of course people, there are people out there that'll say like, well, yeah, at the beginning of earth's creation, the world was covered in the oceans. Okay. Yes. 100%. Um, but a lot of this carbon dating that has been done shows that this world flood happened much sooner or i want to say i was i guess later in time than the original creation of the earth right Um, and so you know with that said there's a strong possibility that there were uh societies that lived prior to whenever this flood happened and whether the flood is created by god or not doesn't matter but there's a a good strong theory and evidence that there were uh, that there was uh, significant technology that cr- 
existed prior to this world event, this catastrophic event that destroyed the technology and the people who used it. Uh, Atlantis, I mentioned this last week, uh, but the lost city of Atlantis is one of them. It was believed that they had some of the highest technology ever known in existence, um, at least in theory. And it lost the time. The Egyptians, again, the, the way the pyramids were made, they can't really be reproduced today. Why? It doesn't make sense. Uh, and you're so you're right. You know, I think there was probably a significant amount of higher technology that existed in the past. And therefore, after this world event, we did devolve. Uh, De-evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, leaving us with this with this in this position where we have to kind of rebuild ourselves, you know, regrow. And it's. I think it's possible. Like I, you know, I believe there was technology in the past that we don't understand. And I think some of that technology technology exists currently, but it's in somebody else's hands that does not exist on this planet. Uh, and that's what we're seeing in these UFOs or these UPAs or whatever you want to call them. Uh, UAPs, not UPAs, UAPs. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I do think that there's, a lot of questions obviously it brings up a lot of questions that we don't have answers to uh but it's one step closer to learning those answers and i think it's only a matter of time before we do learn what's really happening um and i do think that there's that there's information out there that is being held tightly under confidential status that just will not be released to the public anytime very soon. But I think in time it will come to light one way or the other. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about that with just uh, UFO or UAP um, disclosure and mm -hmm. whether we're going to ever see full disclosure or not in our lifetime. Um, there, the video that I had seen about, I, I was talking about how UFOs are just future humans coming to check on us. This was an ex-CIA agent who was admitting this on some show. I have no idea what show he was on. It didn't say, but it was an interview with him. And he was, this. that's exactly what he was talking about is, the UFOs that we're seeing are not extraterrestrial. They are future humans coming to, and he wasn't saying extraterrestrials are future humans. He's just saying the UFOs that we're seeing are future, future humans. humans. Um, and that it, he was saying this, like it was a fact. So yeah. there is documentation somewhere that he had privy to that, states that we must be have in some type of contact with these UFOs or, or the drivers or whatever, and that they're giving us this information. Right. I mean, and that's certainly possible, right? I mean, we've seen enough of it. I mean, and in regards to whether or not they're going to be full disclosure, thinking back to when I was a kid, you know, like, I mean, I'm currently living in the house that I grew up in, right? I more or less own the house now. And 
I think back, like right this moment, I'm looking like in my mind's eye, I'm looking back to my childhood, my sisters and I in our yard running around, you know, this is back when we, you know, as a family, we used to watch X-Files all the time. It was like a weekly family event, uh, me, my sisters and my parents. And so my sisters and I had this little book that said FBI on it. And we would go out and quote unquote, investigate the supernatural, right? <laughs> Aliens and all that before all this stuff was even that big of a deal. Right. Uh, we would look up into space and we would, you know, question the existence of the universe and whether or not there were aliens and, you know, this and that. And at the time, we never once considered that there would be any type of disclosure as to whether or not aliens existed. And that's something that we received about a year ago, year and a half ago. I don't know. I I don't even remember how long ago it was, but we we had those documents come forward stating, yeah, there's not that there's aliens, but that there are UAPs. There's mm. something that they can't identify and they don't know what it is. That That is the military, by the way, or the government that's coming forward and stating that. Um, so in 35 years of my existence, you know, it, we'll say I was about 10 years old back when we were out there playing that game, looking for ufos in the sky so let's say i don't know 25 years within that span we went from zero aliens don't exist to boom there's something that exists and we don't know what it is we see it regularly and so i can only assume that another 25 years from now a bet will be much much older which sucks but there's a significant possibility that we will learn a lot more within either that time frame or within those 25, by the time that we hit that 25 year mark that states, okay, these UAPs aren't just things that, you know, we can't explain, but they're actually living beings from somewhere and we don't know what they are, you know, which still signifies it's extraterrestrial. Right. Um, so I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think that within our lifetime, you and me, Justin, we will have some sort of disclosure enough for us to be able to just close our coffin on top of us in peace and be like, oh, you're freaking right. <laughs> Years of Paratooth Radio, we are right. <laughs> you know, well, I can die in peace. I, I truly think in our lifetime, we'll have disclosure saying, we do know what these things are. We've been in contact with them for however many years they say. And it's possible. Yeah. I I, I truly mean, it, think it will. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and if not disclosure, I I think it goes one of two ways. Either A, we get full disclosure stating that, yes, these things exist. Or B, those creatures in question are the ones who tell us they exist. Right. Yeah. And at they, which point, they give us disclosure. <laughs> right. And at which point it's much different. Now, whether or not that's good or bad, one can only you know, yes, uh, because there's this idea that there are multiple different types of uh, races of alien beings. Some are good, some are bad. And that actually jumps back to an episode that we had. Um, I don't have our website up. Um, who did we talk to this summer who would be visited by aliens regularly? Um. I don't remember her name. I'll look it up here in a second. But she talked about there being a um, federation, basically, federation. yeah, of of yeah. planets. Yep. And um, I, I do believe I titled the episode exactly Galactic that federation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Um, but she had been not just contacted, she had even said that uh, she was abducted but not like in a violent way she was right she was uh taken to be shown these things Mm -hmm. elena denan she was almost being trained in a way like she was a protege because she she even said that one of the extraterrestrials that she would regularly uh be visited by allowed her to fly a spaceship uh, right one of their spaceships through obviously through space (laughs) um did you find her? Yeah, Elena Danan, and Elena. Uh, the book book we had her on was Alien Races, a gift from the stars. Fascinating episode, fascinating conversation, y'all. If you haven't listened to that episode, you really should. It's probably one of my favorite episodes of the year, to be honest. Um, it was just so interesting uh, to hear from her. Uh, she's also an archaeologist; that's her normal job. Um, so you know, she takes science and history you know, pretty faithfully. She, she, you know, she, she follows it and uh, understands it. So hearing that she's coming from that kind of background and then um, claiming to be visited by these extraterrestrials. And mind you, in this book, she actually draws out versions of all these extraterrestrials and names them uh, by their race, I guess, uh, whatever they go by, uh, you know, is it, really interesting. So definitely check out that, that episode. If you guys have any questions on it, be sure to reach out to us because we'll, obviously we'll, 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 we'll respond either yeah. on social media, email, whatever, or right here on air. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where to go after. Um, don't want to end up on, um, <laughs> so, um, a lot of information for you guys. Uh, and we would love to hear from all of you because, uh, this is something that could, go a hundred times over and we could be constantly talking about this because mm-hmm. it's one of those things that like we we were saying earlier, it's so much speculation. Um, but on top of that, there is theory in there as well. So definitely reach out to us. So make sure you're checking out all the future shows we've got going as well. Um, if there's something you haven't heard about yet that you want to hear, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you guys because uh, I think Eric can vouch for this. At certain points, we're kind of reaching for topics. So we would love to and know I'm what you guys technically, want to hear. Yeah, and I'm technically average in height, as is Justin, so we're not reaching very far. So we need a little help. <laughs> <laughs> okay we gotta get up on somebody's shoulders to get, to get that top shelf <laughs> so we could use the help <laughs> so yeah uh definitely reach out to us on social media uh you can leave a voicemail on our website now you can email us uh or message us straight from the website which will come to us as well um make sure you're checking into all of the great shows that are coming up for us as well as all of the uh, different shows on killer podcasts and uh, evergreenpodcasts.com. Anything else you can think of before we go for today? Nope. We're, I mean, I, I guess kind of, you know, we're nearing that the end of January. We only got a week left at this point now. 
Uh, so we're moving into February. Justin and I are still trying, still conversing, talking about whether or not we're going to, or what we're going to do for Valentine's Day. Uh, so be sure to join us then, because it is a fact that we're going to have a Valentine's Day episode. So regardless, join us for that. Uh, make sure you bring your wine, your chocolates. I'm single, so that's what I'm going to do. Um, and that this might be the alcohol talking, but you know, if there's any ladies out there who are listening to our episode and you want Valentine's Day, feel free to message me. Okay. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm, we're broadcasting around the world. You never know. There's somebody out there. There's fish in the sea. I'm fishing. Okay. The dating apps aren't working. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, stay tuned for all of that and more folks but until next week where you'll find us same time same ta- channel my name is justin and I, god i'm eric peace History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.